It's time for The Rush with Podcast Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. And OU is where the original, you know, we call them memes now, but remember calling them farks? No. Farks. It was a fark board. What is a fark? It's the uh, it's like the first generation of a meme. It was basically just photoshops. And we called them farks back then. I, you think I'm crazy. No, I don't. No, I don't think. I just think you're old. I'm when not. This? Oklahoma is the originator of memes. Like, they were the first fan base that did memes and did, they called them farts. This was, all right, this was back in 2006. Yeah. Fark Central. I was in high school. Fark Central. Like, I don't. Yeah. I was I, like fourth grade. Now, y'all may, y'all got me thinking I'm making it up. Anyway, what I'm oh. saying is no, Oklahoma is like the center. Up. Oklahoma's fan base is like the, at the center of the meme revolution in college sports. They're going to oh. blossom this fall when USC loses. Well, Tyler, I'm going to have to leave that up to you. Do you remember what he's talking about, 2006? I, I had no idea what that. I wasn't fully immersed in the uh, internets back in uh, 2006, though I was yeah. 16 years old, so I probably Yeah, I know what been. you were looking at on the internet at that point. What it farks. wasn't Farks. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I, I had no idea that that was a thing, but hey – if uh, if that means OU, if this fan base, they were the trailblazers in the uh, memes today, uh, let's go. I, I love it. A bit ahead of the time, a bit ahead of the game, and something else. Well, uh, interesting, interesting. Uh, yeah, OU fans are going to – see, that's true. But I think everyone is – thinking that's going to happen for the wrong reason, right? Everyone takes that as OU fans being um, upset or not trusting in the hire and still wanting Lincoln Riley to be the coach and like, like, like they're the, the scorned ex, right, that just won't give it up like in Wayne's world. You remember that? Oh, the girlfriend course. that wouldn't give it up? Oh, no. That's not what's going on here at all. It's We're past that. We've Well, I guess I'm just speaking for myself. Um, I think people now have basically just turned it into a sport. Yeah, <laughs> right? no, it, it's just fun. Text line says Land Thieves. Uh, the Land Thieves message board was king of farks. Yeah, that's uh, – the Land Thieves message board, that was that was quite the destination back in the day. Hey, um Yeah, whatever happened to that? They they I, changed I their name. Yeah, they I don't I don't think it's around anymore. They changed their name, something happened there. Um text huh. line will let us know what's going on with that. So a conversation that Parker and I led with today. I don't know how like in tune with recruiting you are right now, but I'm noticing a trend and a trend that I really like with OU recruiting. It's that they are really, man, really being aggressive in the state of Florida right now with their offers. They're not backing down. They're not saying, oh, I don't know if we can go toe-to-toe or heads up with any of these SEC schools down there. Like, to me, Florida is the place that you want to be in recruiting. I went back and looked today. In the most recent class, the 2022 class, Teddy, there were six five-stars and 43 four-stars from the state of Florida. That's 49 high-profile high profile players from that state. The year before, Dang. 
nine five stars and 46 four stars. The year before that, 55 high-level players out of that state. So, yeah, if there's a state that I want to get into right now, it's the state of Florida. OU's being very aggressive in that. And I made the point earlier that if you want to win a national championship, especially if you're uh, at OU, you've got to get the best kids from your own state. You've got to continue to make a living in Texas, too. But you've got to be able to go into the southeast and get some D linemen, get some backers, get those types of athletes that aren't littered across Oklahoma or littered across Texas or littered across California. Like, notice the teams that have been winning titles. You've got to have a big recruiting presence in the Southeast, and I really like that OU's being aggressive in that region right now. Well, and it makes sense that they are, right? Your head coach, defensive coordinator, Brent Venables, uh, a decade in South Carolina, um, Florida, uh, probably a huge destination for them. Levy uh, spent time down at Central Florida and then was at Ole Miss. Uh, during that entire time, Florida would have been a heavy, heavy spot for recruiting. So, And Oklahoma has had a presence in Florida previously, maybe not as strong as it's going to be now, especially with the uh, news that we'll be headed to the Southeastern Conference at some point. So, yeah, it makes all the sense in the world. Uh, there's a ton of athletes there. You know, you've got the Texas connection, and you still have to continue to make your hay in Texas. There is yeah. no doubt about that. But if you can also find a strong hub in in Florida – uh, they've they've started to do well out west, um, Vegas area, some of that that type of stuff. Um, I I think that's all good stuff. So yeah, man, Florida. I mean, we've talked about this a lot. Florida has so many athletes down there, and frankly, you know, there's I, I know you do have a bunch of uh, D1 schools in state there, but that state is massive. Massive, massive, massive with tons of athletes. Uh, there's there's plenty of room down there for Oklahoma to go in and, and continue to pull guys out. Yeah, my hope is that Florida becomes the new California for OU recruiting because for the past decade, if there's been a you know a state that they've been the most active in outside Oklahoma and Texas, it's been California. And I'd still – I mean, I we'd all like to still have a presence on the West Coast. There's definitely still some players that you want out there. But if Florida now, outside Oklahoma and Texas, if that can be your third hub there, that you're in and out of that state quite a bit and you develop a pipeline there, then yeah. And it all goes back to the point to where I think that this program, for the first time in a while, man, is con- is constructing a roster that is going to look similar to what national championship teams have looked like recently. You're going to have the yep. great quarterback play, but you're also going to put more of a high-level priority on getting players from the southeast and getting players that are difference makers up front on the defensive line. We've been talking yeah. about it for years, and finally, I think that they have – they're not just talking about it now. They have a real plan as to how they're going to construct a roster, and it's got me very excited about the future. I agree. And they're not going to go I'm, down to Florida and get every single five-star that's there, and I'm sure like anything else – it's maybe going to take a little bit of a time until they really make a dent in the state of Florida. But they have the right they have the right mindset, they have the right attitude going about this thing. 
they're they're going to get some dudes from that area, and they already have, but they will continue to get high level kids from Florida. That that that'll happen. Yeah. No, I agree, and I like that they're they're making a big push to be in that that region and. It just kind of flooded, right, and and be there nonstop and, and make big-time offers and really be in on recruiting on some of the biggest talent that they've got there. I'm a 100% on board with that. I love it. Yeah. Uh, text line says those IMG guys aren't really Florida. Correct. You got the Dell City kid transferring out there. I'm talking more of, and there's more examples than just that, there's the example of Richard Young, who's the top running back, rated as the top running back in the 2023 class. He's got offers from everyone, Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, USC. He's visiting OU March 5th. That's They are being very, very aggressive in the Sunshine State. So let's go. Let's go. What do you think? Is there – are we going we gonna to pull any five stars out of there? What's your prediction? I mean, in, in due, like this year's class, I mean, I think in due time they will. This year's class, I will say, you know what? I'll say that they get one out of the state of Florida. Really? How about that? Oh, yeah. I mean, the okay. hard work, Teddy, is going to pay off in this upcoming recruiting class. Look at you. Yeah. Pretty impressive uh, take mm. from Tyler. Hot takes on a President's Day coming out of the gate. Yeah, Not it. bad. I was going to do a social media uh, President's Day question. But I feel like I did that last year, and it was just basically Trump bashing and uh, Biden bashing the entire time. <laughs> I, I don't like, and I, and I tried to come up with creative ways to ask, like, which president would you most want to do this, this, this? And I did that last year, and it's it's no use. We can't get past the uh, rec- most recent two presidents, so I decided not to today. Well, did you get the engagement that you were so desperately seeking with that uh, that social media? Last year I did. I, I, I elected not to do it this year. <laughs> but I should have asked something like, which former president would you most want on the recruiting trail for OU or something? And you know how that would have ended. Uh, why don't you just ask what um, what two former presidents would you like to see in a fist fight like you did the coaching thing earlier? <laughs> yeah, that would that, work good. That, 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 that is actually pretty easy. See, I'm trying to I'm trying to get uh, differing answers here, and the, the, those two are obvious. Oh, that's great. That's funny. Yeah, you've got to be careful. Uh, which, no, I guess not careful. You have to know what to expect whenever you throw something out into the uh, the social media pipeline. Uh, you're 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 pretty much guaranteed mm-hmm. to get some. Uh, some of those takes in there, sure. no matter what. This text just says Todd Bates. So I don't know if you skipped over him when you were listing like all the coaches and their ties and experience in Florida. But, uh, yeah, Todd Bates is the well, ace Yeah, recruiter. no doubt. Yeah, well, I, I didn't want to go through every position and name the guys that they've pulled out of Florida. I was just saying that your offense, offensive coordinator and defensive coordinators, which are kind of – going to be the figureheads and, and ultimately the last check off on those who wh- who you're recruiting on that side of the ball both have have really good connections in that state so yeah and there's and there's plenty of guys that that have pulled recruits out of there that um you know have have been in that area and understand the lay of the land the high schools the hot spots all of that stuff so yeah i think oklahoma set up really really good to go in and recruit Florida. See, I, sure. just, I just even mentioned the possibility of even bringing up a question, and I've already 
It's already started, man. Most wanted on the recruiting trail, Honest Abe, because he's the opposite of the last guy and basically who we have now. Wait, 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 wait. Well, I knew me saying that was going to get you triggered. It There's was no, that's a fake text message. There's no I, way that that person believes that. I, it's, it's on here. <laughs> President fight, Teddy Roosevelt versus Joe Biden. See, why do I do this okay. to myself? Why do I do this? All right? I know what the end result is going to be. I can't even, like, bring it up as a joke. I, how do you think the fight would start? Uh, come on, man. One of those at uh, throwing at Roosevelt. BFC also wants to know how you like these damn ga- uh, gas prices right now. So there's there's that. I have tried to block it out. I don't even look at the thing anymore to to stave off depression. Oh, hey, I, I got a fix for you. Just get a nice Nissan Altima. You put 20 bucks in and Oof. you can drive for like two weeks on it. It's great, even with these prices. Yeah, that, that does sound awesome. Because I cannot do that. And I have a suggestion for everyone. Whenever the gas prices go well above $3 a gallon, can we please ditch the $75 max at the pump thing where it turns off? Right? Can't, shouldn't we be able to get a full tank of gas without having to start over again? That makes me mad. Yeah, I, I guess that's fair. But, uh, again, when you're rolling with the Nissan, bro, uh, like 33 bucks is how I get it done. Dude, I could get two tanks of gas awesome. and still not go over the $75 threshold there. Yeah, you filled it up when you bought it uh, a couple months ago. You probably haven't even been to the gas station I'm yet, I'm on right? a quarter tank left, yeah, actually. Quarter <laughs> tank left. I remember being in high school and, like, pulling up to the gas station and putting, like, four dollars of gas into my tank (laughs) is there anything more um and and in high school i guess you don't really think about that but in your 20s when you have to do it like you go in like yeah can i get four on pump number six out there that's a that's a pretty low pointer you know especially when it comes in change you know what else was interesting it was common behavior like if you dropped someone off at their house or picked someone up for school or whatever to request or give gas money for that right yeah does that happen is that still a thing for the youngsters no No, it's not gas money's not a thing anymore uh text line wants to know if we can get teddy an 80 dollar gas card yeah that'll get him a quarter of a tank with his big diesel dually truck that he has no i don't have that anymore thank god uh Kendall says, yeah. let me guess, Teddy has the lifted truck with giant tires and steel balls hanging from the rear bumper. That was <laughs> that was three years ago, Kendall. He's 40 now. He's 40 now. Oh, man. That is – that's great. Someone was supposed to send me a pair of those to put on my Tahoe, weren't they? Or my Yukon. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't someone going to do that? Didn't they text that in? I, yeah, and I, I, I feel like now that you've mentioned it, um, we'll probably get three deliveries of uh, steel balls to put on the back of it now. Maybe I'll hang some from my Ultima. That would look pretty cool, huh? <laughs> yes. Yes, that would look really, really good. Puts you know, some horns on the front, too. Oh, yeah. That would be great. That's awesome. Uh, well, I guess let's hit a timeout here. I can't wait to get to, uh, some things that, that caught my eye. There's a couple of interesting stories floating around. We'll hit that at the bottom of the hour. 
uh, hanging out chapel supply and equipment today, 6509 West Reno, 495-1722. Winter storm is on its way in. Could get a lot of ice. Who knows what's going to happen with the power. They have generators in stock right now up here at Chapel Supply and Equipment. 2,000-watt generators all the way up to the 15,000-watt generators. Plus, they've got pressure washers, all sizes, 3,100 PSI gas pressure washer, only 525. The 4,000 PSI is 1295. And uh, other great deals going on as well. If you need to bring something in before spring cleaning, get everything all tuned up, they can service pretty much every model out there. So bring it into Chapel Supply and Equipment. We'll be back. This is the Ref. Keep the text coming on the Air Cover Solutions text line. It is the Rush right here on the Ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Layman. Hey, any uh, additional thoughts from the college football playoff saying that they're not going to expand? Mostly I'm asking about the future of OU, the future of the SEC. It feels like the SEC is really mad about this. I feel like we've had more changes in college football the past five years than maybe we've ever had. And I'm really just wondering what the next five years of the sport is going to look like. Are we talking about the SEC just saying, uh, forget you guys, we're just going to go do our own thing and just have their own league all of a sudden? I I don't know. I I just feel like the big changes have happened, but maybe even bigger changes are are about to happen in the sport that we love so much. I don't know. Honestly, um, it's so strange to me. They said that there's $450 million to be made by expanding the playoff. Um, The only three that voted against it were the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac-12. The Big Ten voted against it and then said after the vote that they want expansion. So put that together somehow. Um, the ACC, the claim is they're worried about, oh, well, there's a lot of other things that need to be addressed. NIL, uh, transfer portal, um, concerns about player safety and playing more games, which would only take place for, you know, four teams at the most. Um, Pac-12, I just I, – I don't know. I think they're just lost and wandering right now and trying to vote the same way as the ACC and the Big Ten to keep the alliance together somehow or something. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But here's what I, I know. People don't leave $450 million on the table whenever they don't have to do anything else for it. Yeah. Right? All you have to do is say yes – and you all share $450 million, that's, in my opinion, that's going to happen. I've, I've yet to see any type of negotiation where someone would say no to free money. Now, there's negotiations where we'll give you $450 million, but here's what you have to do. You have to do this. You have to do that. You've got to, you know, revamp all of this. All they have to do right now is say yes. It's a playoff, right? Maybe if you're one of the lucky teams to make the playoff and win a couple of games and uh, maybe even win a championship, well, you'll play, what, two more games more than most of the rest of college football. So um, not that big of a deal. There's got to be be some comfort with OU fans right now 
in that there is so much uncertainty moving forward and what's going to happen. But at the end of the day, whatever happens, you're going to be in the best spot possible. Like, don't we all think that? Like, no matter what the future of college football looks like in five years and ten years and 50 years, it feels like the SEC is going to be on the right side of things. Whereas that's that's kind of odd because the Big 12 was – seemingly never on the right side of things. And that's what we're kind of used to, being affiliated with the conference that's always like two steps behind everyone else. There's got to be some security in there, thinking, yeah, the league's going to be tougher, the road's going to be more difficult, all that, but OU's future is secured in collegiate sports now with the conference that they're in. That's, that's got to be pretty nice. Yeah. No, I, it's... Here's the thing, if... If you don't expand to 12, well, you're still playing in a, in a 14 playoff. Here's the thing. Win every game anyways, right? That's, that's going to be the ultimate goal. Now, will you have a little bit more of a cushion perhaps in a 12 team playoff? Yeah, that's probably the case, but I don't think it's going to be as much as a lot of people think. It's not like you're going to go nine and three and, and make the 12 team playoff. I don't think that's going to be the case. So, Really, a whole lot doesn't change for individual schools. Like Oklahoma, you're going to the SEC, uh, you're going to have to most likely make the conference championship game or be right there with, uh, with one loss and maybe your losses to the other team that is making it like I don't I don't know how all that's yeah, going to play out. I, I, I don't it's know hard if, to predict. It, I don't know if it's a non-factor completely, but with like OU side of things, it's a pretty I don't know. I, I feel like it's a pretty small impact because Agreed. the best team is going to win the national championship. Be it four teams, eight teams, twelve teams. The best team, in my opinion, has won the national championship every single year since we've adopted the playoff format. It'll be the same way with twelve teams. If OU was ever the best team in college football they'll most likely win the national championship like all previous years. So it's Yeah, and if you're right. not, you most likely won't. Yeah, right. Yeah. In in the the like in the past being voted in or only being a two team uh national championship, you didn't necessarily have to be the best team in college football. You just you needed to be really good, get to the game and be the best team that night. In a playoff, not really going to be the case. So, no, I, I totally agree. I, I think don't... 2002 Ohio State is what you're talking about here. I still believe that Miami was the best team in 02, but Ohio State got in and just, you know, Willis McGahee tore his ACL. I, I don't think the best team necessarily won every single year with the BCS. But, again, it right. has with the playoff. Right. And what, so even, what was it, 03, was it, was it USC that was mad that they didn't get in? Right, or? yeah, yeah, they, uh, they went to, the, they, they played in the Rose Bowl and beat USC and ended up being split national champs with, with LSU, yep. Yep, Oklahoma State uh, had a claim to it once to, to possibly make the game, um, well, even Miami in 2000, right? Yeah. Some people thought they, they should have been well, there. Well, they beat Florida so. State heads up that year, right. and their only loss was to Washington, so that didn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Well, I, I think we're in fine shape, and I still believe that it's going to happen. And I know they came out and said that, well, we're sticking with it until the contract is up, but why would they do that? 
you can't make that statement now. You don't know what's going to happen over the next month, six months, one year. It's not going to happen, man. Yeah, I I still believe that we're going to expand. I I refuse to believe that uh, ADs, conference commissioners, all the people involved are going to leave $450 million out there on the table. I, I just... I don't see that. It sounds like ESPN really wants to play ball and is okay maybe divvying up some of the stuff between some of the networks uh, in the talks, but they haven't even gotten that far, really. But it just sounds like, from from what I've heard, that they would be willing to play ball. It's just so weird. Uh, Almost everyone wants it. Some people are okay with a four um, or maybe would like to expand to eight but not 12, but... In some form or fashion, I think an expanded playoff is very, 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 very popular with the fans. And, and really with everyone, if the Big Ten says they want it and still voted against it, like, what does that tell you? You know? Oh, yeah, it's, totally. It's posturing, right? It's posturing. They're trying to hold out to get some terms in the expansion that they want and – you know, if we can't get what we want, we're just not going to allow it for everyone else that wants it. So, well, poor, poor leadership once again in uh, college football. There's, there's no surprise there. Um, I am, for some reason, sticking my nose up a little bit at, at something because it's the theory that I have is that, well, these conferences are doing it for maybe various reasons, but they don't want to expand to 12 and then Ohio State and Clemson look over their shoulder and say, huh. Well, it's a 12-team playoff, pretty easy to get in now. Why wouldn't I just go join the powers of the SEC and be in that conference? To Because, I mean, I, I can finish fourth or fifth in that league and still get in. I'm sticking my – and it's not, like, purely scared of competition, but I hope the SEC stays as it is now with the 16 teams that it is. I'm sticking yeah. my nose up at, you know, adding uh, Ohio State or Florida State or Clemson moving forward. And I'm sure that – SEC schools were doing that towards adding OU or Texas, didn't think that the conference needed it, but as almost a full member of the SEC, I am very much like, nope, keep it how it is. It's it's perfect how it is right now. I don't want to add any more teams. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't either, but I don't know what's going to happen. I, I expect some movement when we see some of the Grand Rights stuff come up. You know, the Big Ten's got – uh, their deal coming up that looks like it's going to be a billion-dollar deal. So, you know, I, I don't know that the Big Ten necessarily is maybe in that big of a rush, but still, $450 million more to divide between everyone else. That's a lot of money, man. Still a lot of money. And I'll tell you, I think if if it doesn't get pushed through pretty quickly to expand, I think the non-Power 5 teams, the group of five, they need to have their own playoff, and I think they're dumb if they don't. I think it would generate quite a bit of revenue for those schools individually compared to, to getting scraps right now. I think they get like $4 million payout in Conference USA compared to like, you know, $55, 60000000 in the SEC and the Big Ten. Uh, you can't compete. That, like, that amount of money doesn't do you anything. That doesn't even pay half of Nick Saban's salary in a year. You cannot compete with these other big-time D1 schools, you need to go out and do it on your own. Some of these schools have good fan bases, and 
I think they're a good playoff format, a legitimate one that makes sense, I think would do some good ratings. Is it going to do what Power 5 playoff would do? Of course not. But it's still a way to generate revenue for those guys to where they can become more competitive. It's it's their road to the best ratings and the best revenue, which is what it's all about right now, right? I mean, that's, that's, that's what it is. Yep. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. Hit some things that caught my eye next. Stay tuned. This hour of The Rush is brought to you by Cavens Construction. Remodeling, roofing, water restoration, and facility maintenance. Call Cavens at 405-473-3048 or in Tulsa, 918-282-7612 or visit CavensConstruction.com. We call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. Let's get to it. Store number one is. First of all, quick shout out to our buddies over at Roof Tech. Um, if you need any roofing done, whether it's just small repairs or a total roof replacement, give those guys a call. Josh Tucker, former teammate of mine, been in business for a long, long time. They can handle all of your roofing needs. Uh, you know, I like a good boycott, Tyler, and agents and players threatening a boycott for the NFL scouting combine over the very restrictive COVID-19 bubble for all the prospects that are going in. There's been some really tough uh, restrictions laid out there, and the players rightfully want to be able to bring people in, have access to... Their personal coaching, doctors, nutritionists, agents, all of that while they're there in Indianapolis. NFL has some uh, really tough guidelines there. And there's a really big group of guys that are saying we're not going. And <laughs> what I thought was interesting, a lot of the the team's response to that is, okay, that's fine. Yeah, we'll just come see you at Pro Day. <laughs> it's really weird. It's almost like... Yeah. It's almost like they are undercutting their own combine for some reason. Like they don't want to put it on. Yeah. It's weird. Um, I don't think it's because – well, I'm trying to think of why that would be. It hadn't become too big of a hassle because it probably does, you know, not like a Sunday night football game, but probably pretty decent ratings. I feel like a lot of people watch the combine yeah. on NFL Network or whatever it's on now. And it's easy. It's it's like you're you're running 40s, you're going through drills – You've been doing it for a long time. You just you just uh, throw a feed, put it on TV, and pay a couple of guys to talk over the top of it. It's not that not that cost intensive for them, and a lot of people watch it, and you get a lot of interaction out of it. I, that's why I think it's so weird that they're doing it. Like it's they're they're seriously undercutting their own moneymaker with NFL Network. Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely a mistake. Like, it's not a massive mistake, but they're taking away TV dollars that they totally – they'll never totally get rid of it. But to punch a hole in something that a lot of people look forward to and things that you and I talk about is – it's very un-NFL-like. You know, they're all about yeah. making money and getting ratings, and this is, like, the opposite direction of that. Well, the NFL may be, like – it's, it's kind of like, well – Frankly, we don't want to do it with these guidelines either, so let's just not do it this year. Right. Go to Pro Day, and maybe next year all this crap will be done, and we won't have to mess with the hassle. Um, XFL, while we're talking NFL, XFL, you saw The Rock come out, had a, had a quick little statement 
They're set to start playing again February of 2023, uh, but they are going to collaborate with the NFL and kind of be a testing ground for some of the rules and implementations that the NFL has considered adopting. So um, I don't know what that means for any of the durability or, or sustainability of the XFL league, but being able to show some type of collaboration with the NFL, I guess, is at least a good thing as the USL USFL is about to get underway here in April. Yeah, look, I'm rooting for these leagues to succeed. I don't know if I'm going to be sitting around every single weekend and watching it, but nothing has ever really worked out before. And honestly, no matter how much they try to hitch their wagon or like uh, come to some sort of agreement with the NFL or be a testing ground, I just I, I don't think it's going to work out, man. The star power is not going to be there. It's it's just it's going to be tough to have a long lasting league. I think. Especially in the off season, even in the off season, it's going to be tough. Yeah, Olympics have wrapped up, Tyler. Didn't even notice. And yeah, a lot of people didn't. However, I did watch some cross country over the weekend, and the men's fifty-kilometer cross country race, they had to cut it down in an unprecedented move to a thirty-k race, uh, which is almost half of the race. Because of extreme weather conditions, uh, super, super cold wind chill. Wind was blowing really, really hard, really cold out there. It was a move for the play or for the athletes' safety. A lot of athletes questioned it uh, before the race, but maybe not afterwards. One of the racers, one of the athletes, Tyler, I, I'm trying to figure out the best way to say this suffered from a frozen body part yeah, it happens. after the race. Now, I told you, as a kid, the Olympics was my dream to be able to win a gold medal, but I'm not willing to freeze that body part for a gold medal. I'm sorry. Yeah, I uh, got to get more blood rushing to that area, you know what I mean? And that won't happen. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's a Winter Olympics medal, um, all have you'll have a medal on display, and everyone will be like, "Wait, now what event? Okay, and what's your name? And what year was this?" Nobody will have seen you won said medal. No, thank you. <laughs> That's right. Last one I've got: LeBron James with some really interesting comments. Um, basically, someone served him up a really weird question about Josh Giddy to where LeBron could then go off on how great Sam Presti is. And it's got people thinking that there's something weird going on there with LeBron James' son coming up in the draft. LeBron James acting like he's unhappy with the way the the GM team management has gone there in L.A. I don't know what to make of it. It was just a totally weird, random question that he turned into like this big, speech in praise on Sam Presti. Yeah. It was weird. Uh, Braun and Bronny, Bronny Jr. coming to uh, OKC here in about two years, so just get ready. That's They fit right in up in Edmond. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, all right, I've got a few here. A couple college football notes, but first, the states with the highest and lowest life expectancy have been released via Yahoo. States with the highest life expectancy, Hawaii, California, New York, Minnesota, and Massachusetts. 
I gotta say, not buying it. Yeah, Minnesota was uh, was an interesting one. Overall, Americans are expected to live seventy eight point eight years. Uh, those five have the highest states with the lowest life expectancy: Tennessee, Kentucky, Alabama, West Virginia, Mississippi. I'm sure somewhere in there it says. Uh, Everyone in that region is all fat because they only eat fried food. I don't know. But Oklahoma actually ranked on the lower scale of things. Again, 78.8 U.S. life expectancy. Uh, Oklahoma was somewhere in like the uh, 74 to 75 range. So we're kind of below. We're below the thing here, which, hey, I I think that's great. Three quarters of a century, not at all bad. Uh, I did notice that is... Moonshine territory, uh-huh. essentially. And that uh, is supposed to cure everything, so that doesn't really add up to me. Not adding it. Well, just think of how low it would be if they didn't have moonshine then. Mm. Be like 35 years, basically. <laughs> right. A uh, couple uh, college football news and notes. Matt Luke, who was the former head coach yeah. at Ole Miss, he got fired, and then he uh, got hired at Georgia as the O-line coach. He stepped down today, and his reason for stepping down is – yeah, I want to go spend more time with my family. Smart. Which, if true, that's awesome and that's smart. It's just not something that we really hear a whole lot about in that profession. Do it. Get out of it. Go relax. You've got plenty of money in the bank. Spend time with family. Pick up golf. Um, what's some other, like, if you were rich, like, didn't have to ever work again, what hobby would you want to pick up? Probably drinking, most likely. You know, yeah. you could do that all day long. No, most yeah. people that don't develop a hobby, that's what they end up doing. That's <laughs> yeah, it. that's that's right. Last you, one, I, I guess better or else. I, I guess Charlie Strong, former Texas head coach, hired as the DC at Miami. Now you're always pumping Miami during the off season at nauseum. Do you think the addition of Charlie Strong is finally going to push Miami over the hump for the first time in 20 years? Yes, I do. Of course you do. So disgusting just keep picking it right just stay with it just stay with it uh frankly i don't know what it means probably means nothing um he was a really good d coordinator at one time uh before he made the leap to texas and (laughs) that kind of did him in so i don't know i i don't think it's a bad move i think he's a good defensive coordinator i you know we'll just have to see uh you know We'll see what Cristobal can do out there. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next. Make the right call for OU. Cavens Construction, bringing you hour number two of the rush on this Monday. Cavens offers remodeling, roofing, water restoration, and facility maintenance. Cavens Facility Maintenance serves all of Oklahoma and can help take the ease off of your staff at fixing those pesky problems in your office building. Give them a call today, 405-573-3048. Tulsa, you can give Cavens a call today, 918-282-7612. Cavens Construction, bringing you hour number two of the rush. Uh, I guess, allegedly... Punishments are about to be handed down after the brawl, the whatever you want to call it, yesterday in the Michigan-Wisconsin game. I will guess a five-game suspension for Juwan Howard. What say you? Five game? Uh-huh. Uh, man, I honestly, I really don't know. I have nothing to really base it off of. I don't I don't know of any anything like that that I've seen before. Five games now. My guess is they've got five games before the conference tournament. 
I don't know, uh, maybe four. So uh, I'll I'll just You'll be change back it. For the conference tournament. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll I'll say that he's suspended until the conference tournament. However many, they probably yeah. have four games left. Yeah, uh, I think that's probably right. I think that that's a little on the high side. They've got five games left. Um, I think that's on the high side. I'll say three. Three-game suspension. Um, I don't know. Maybe uh, some type of fine that go with that. I don't know how that necessarily works. But I, I hope it's not more than that. Yeah, I, he's not He's not going to lose his job, nor should he lose his job. It'll be a shame if they suspend him like for the rest of the year, postseason included. That'll be kind of ridiculous. Not, yeah, not that what he did was, uh, you know, acceptable, but like, come on, they they are we're, we are talking about grown men here. No one got seriously assaulted in the ordeal. There should be a punishment handed down, but nothing like missing the entire year. Right. That's a no, lot of control. I totally, I totally agree. Um, and again, I I don't think it's all that big of a deal, but I am firmly in the camp that Jawan Howard started the entire thing. Absolutely, he did. The entire he's responsible for the entire thing, and people out there trying to like I don't I don't know what they're doing and trying to take up for him or saying that it wasn't his fault or he should have done that. That's dumb. All right, quick timeout. Final hour is next. Stay tuned. Sound off. 